If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. VSN, the sports betting network. It is our number two of the VSN Bet Center right here on the Sports Betting Network. Greg Oops here, and holding it down tonight as we've got some absolutely amazing college basketball. That is going down right now. We're going to be previewing in a few minutes what we're going to be getting out there in the West Coast Conference Tournament as well. So we're going to be having you guys all covered there. But how about if we wind up diving into the scoreboard right now, giving you guys a couple updates on some of the games that are going down. We're going to go with the non-conference tournament games first. We've got Grand Canyon currently up on Dixie State 70-49. to 49. It's a case in which Grand Canyon was laying 13 points. And it's a Grand Canyon team that they're relatively solid. If you're looking out there for the West Coast Conference Tournament, they're a team that you might want to be able to put a little bit of coin on because this is a team that they are one of the best defensive teams that you're able to find in all of college basketball. In terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis, it's a Grand Canyon team that they do rank in the top 30. Grand Canyon bunch at, they've also got a good backcourt. Javon Blackshear, Hall, and Boo Boo Woods, both of these guys are able to combine for about 30 points per contest. They both do a good job of being able to bomb it from three-point range. It is a Grand Canyon team that you do want to note their home and road splits. For any of you guys that have ever been to a Grand Canyon home game, it is sort of like an electronic rave. It's absolutely tremendous. For those of you guys that like sort of dubstep music from way back in the day, that that is your venue right there. If you are not a fan of that, well, it's probably not going to be your dig right there. But with that said, you do have a Grand Canyon team that with regards points scored on a per possession basis at home, right around 16 more per 100 possessions when they are at home rather than on the road. So interesting to take a look there. We've also had seen things throttle down a little bit more with this Colorado State versus Boise State game. Got it at 58 to 54, about 840 left here in the second half. I still remember when I was updating this with about three minutes left in the first half. I told you guys there might be a little bit of value on a live under because the number had gotten up to right around 148, depending on where you're looking. You might have gotten it a little bit more, might have gotten it a little bit less, but right now you're finding this live total more around 142 and a half, which it's a little bit more, I guess you call it in line with what you would expect. You wind up seeing Colorado State close anywhere between a three and a half and a four point favorite. They're right now on the live line, finding themselves laying right around six ish because now it's a 58 to 56 contest. So it's going to be really intriguing to see what we wind up getting down the stretch. Mountain West basketball has just been so high quality all season long. It's a better conference, in my opinion, than the ACC. With regards to the net rankings, it's actually relatively dead equal between they and the ACC. And as we know out there in the ACC, you wind up seeing a little bit of an upset with North Carolina being able to get the job done there. So 
That was a very interesting result, but going to be very fascinating to see what we wind up getting out there. We've also got a very high in-game total right now between Marquette and St. John's. This one wound up just getting started. Marquette has found themselves in a rather sizable lead here. 36 to 33. You got about 250 You've now got about one minute left in the first half with Marquette. Now up by kind of 39 to 33. It was very interesting because this is a total that wound up getting up live right around as high as 169 and a half. This thing is dropping like a rock. I think that they wound up setting it a little bit too high in my opinion. I wound up making my number on this game more around a 158 and a half to a 159 and a half live number. You're now seeing it more around a 162, which is a little bit more in line with what you'd expect to see. That's at pretty much the closing total as a matter of fact. So going to be intriguing to see what we wind up getting down the stretch here. We've got a St. John's team that has been able to do a good job all season long. I'll be able to generate some turnovers to say Marquette team that I feel like they've outplayed their metrics a little bit more. Marquette has been absolutely amazing with the way that they've been able to be able to rise up with Shaka Smart doing a great job of being able to coach him up. I think that Shaka Smart doing one of the best jobs of any coach out there in all of college basketball. At the same time, I do think that we need to reflect upon the fact that got a Marquette team that ranks outside the top 275 with regards to rebound rate. So that is a little bit of an issue for this team. We got a St. John's team. Meanwhile, maybe got a pair of guys, Pasha Alexander, along Julian Champagne, that they generate right around four seals per contest. And it's been a case in which Pasha Alexander has been a big giant no-show so far in this game. Currently 39 to 35 with about 50 seconds left in the first half. And Pasha Alexander currently putting up as many points as Greg Peterson. Now, to the credit of Pasha Alexander, he's been a good facilitator in this game. He's been able to give you five assists. Meanwhile, you take a look at Marquette. Right now, they have gone two of nine from three-point range, about 15 of 32 from the floor. So relatively in line with what you'd be expecting here. Nothing necessarily demonstrative that would stand out for an in-play bet because typically when you wind up taking a look in game, you're looking at something that's just hellaciously hot, hellaciously cold. Are there guys that are just draining a whole bunch of threes that they have no business doing? Did you wind up having some guy wind up getting tripped up by the... Typically, we call it in the NFL, the turf monster. We'll call it the hard, hardwood monster. There we go. Do they wind up getting tripped up by them? They wind up having to leave because they wind up rolling an ankle or something like that, and it's going to cause for a little bit of a shift. Did you wind up seeing a coach wind up getting teed up? Because sometimes when a coach get, actually gets a technical foul, it winds up being able to fire up his team a little bit. You always want to be taking a look at those sorts of things. Not really seeing that with regards to this Marquette versus St. John's game. I am wind up just standing pat with what I've got. That is St. John's catching four and a half points. I wound up taking that. They wound up closing more on a four-point underdog. Total, you wound up seeing it close in the low 160s. I felt like that was a little bit too high. I said my total more in the high 150. So I'm going to be taking a look there. Also taking a look at what we're getting out there in the Ohio Valley Conference. Murray State has been able to open up a little bit of a lead. It's been really back and forth. I don't think a single team has really been able to get to out too much of a lead other than where Murray State was up by a count of 12 to 2 very early on in the game. Murray State was able to come back from there and then Ever since then, it's really been, here's a bucket, here's a bucket. Both teams have just been trading it off. Murray State currently up by kind of 57 to 52. You've got about eight minutes and change left in this one. For Murray State, they've been able to bang through the threes. There are 10 of 21 from distance. And this is a Murray State team that, by and large, has been able to do a solid job from three-point range all season long. For Murray State, to their credit, they've been able to do a great job of being able to take care of the ball. You've got a Murray State team that they've got five different guys giving you at least one steal per contest. And it's a Murray State team that it's really been their bugaboo. They commit right around 13 and a half turnovers per game. This 
for a team that they are in the bottom 75 with regards possessions per game. So a lot of their turnover, a lot of their possessions do end in a turnover. And right now it's really been the Mr. Hill show for this Morehead State for this Murray State team. Murray State has had Justice Hill go off for 18 points in this contest. So it'll be very fascinating to see what you wind up getting moving forward. And also keep in mind, it's a Morehead State team that they need to win this game in order to get into the NCAA tournament to be able to get that automatic bid. Murray State you know that they certainly want to be able to get that automatic bid as well. But if Murray State winds up losing this game, they are still going to be in the NCAA tournament. That is something that you do want to be taking a little bit of note of. Something else that you want to be taking note of is the fact that we've got ourselves a little bit of a comeback here. UNC Greensboro versus Sam Iamford. Greensboro wound up being down by 22 points at the half. All of a sudden, Samford, they are starting to melt down a little bit. It is a count of 53 to 46. You've got about 10 minutes left here in the second half. To the credit of UNC Greensboro, they have certainly not been able to tank on this game. You're going to find this a lot in conference tournament plays. When your season's on the line, you're in a one-bid league, you're going to find these teams are just not going to die whatsoever. You're able to find a lot of good in-game opportunities on teams that they wind up getting down big, and then all of a sudden, they're able to make a nice little Herculean run. Now back to a 10-point lead for Sanford at a count of 56-46, but still, their halftime lead of 22 has been pretty much shriveled up in half. It's a Sanford team that right now is shooting 9-22 for three-point range UNC Greensboro. They've been able to cut down on the turnovers. They were just getting completely outgunned with regards to the turnover battle in the first half. Now they've committed 11 turnovers to Sanford since, so you got to be taking a look at that as well. And Sanford has really been able to dominate the offensive class at this point. 12 offensive rebounds for them. UNC Greensboro, to their credit, they've been able to get 10 of their own. But it's also been a case in which UNC Greensboro has been able to get a little bit more out of Dante Tracy. 13 points in this contest. So we're going to be taking a look at that game as we wind up moving along. I did wind up promising a little bit of West Coast Conference tournament action as well. Because we've got a game that's going to be tipping off. In about 20 or so minutes out here in lovely Las Vegas at the Orleans. How about if we hit on this right now? So that way you guys are able to place a bet before we wind up having this thing tip off. 777-778 on the betting board. San Francisco going to be playing against BYU. BYU opened up a two-point underdog. Now you find them as a three-point underdog. And this total that wound up opening up at a 144. Still seeing it at DraftKings right around a 144. Where I'm at at Circa is really the low point of a 142.5. You're finding a lot of numbers that are somewhere in the middle. And when it comes to this BYU team, I've just really soured on them a little bit. I do think that the correct move is being made with the money coming in on San Francisco. I want to make them a 4.5 point favor. San Francisco, this is a team that they rank in the top 40 in all of college basketball. With regards to points allowed on a per possession basis. And you've got a couple guys that do a really good job of being able to put the ball in the basket. Khalil Shabazz along Jamari Boye. Boye has been able to give you right around 18 points per contest. A guy that's been able to shoot 40% from three-point range. You take a look at this Don team in general. They rank right around 50th in the country with regards to points scored on a per-possession basis for BYU. It's just been all about Alex Barcelo and absolutely nothing else. To the credit of BYU, they've actually been a more efficient offense on the road rather than at home, which I don't know how that's possible because BYU has actually a really good home court advantage out there in Provo, but they've been much better when they've got away from the state of Utah, which I do find to be very intriguing. You've got a BYU team that they do a relatively solid job down the Fusani Treyer has been able to give you eight rebounds per game. Gideon George has been able to give you six points per contest. But you take a look at the San Francisco team as well. Patrick Tepe has wanted coming in from Duke, coupled with the Ivy League. He's been able to do a solid job of being a little bit of a glue guy for this team. San Francisco, I think, is one of the better coach teams in all of college basketball. You take a look at what Mr. Todd Golden has been able to do for this team, and he's been able to do some very good wonders. And when it comes to this BYU bunch, it just feels like they sometimes wind up 
falling into the trap of turning the ball over at the worst time. It's not a San Francisco team that's necessarily going to be doing the world's greatest job of pickpocketing, but at the same time, they're a team that they're capable of generating some steals. And the big thing for BYU, they turn the ball over right around 18.3% of their possessions. That ranks 206th in all of college basketball. You have to keep that in mind with regards to this BYU team. With regards to this one, I did wind up saying my total at a 140 and a half. We've been seeing a lot of unders wind up hitting in these conference tournament action. I am going to be hitting upon this in the next segment, taking a look at just what we've been getting the last seven days, what we've been getting the last just few hours in general in college basketball. But we certainly have been seeing a nice little bevy of unders with regards to some of these conference tournaments. So it is a case in which I do lean a little bit more to the under and I'd be willing to lay up to four and a half here with San Francisco coming in next. We are going to be taking a look at some of the trends that we've been seeing in college basketball today, trying to be able to piecemeal that together and try to help it help us become more winning betters. That's up next right here on VEASAN, Esports Bank Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Get everything that you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19, whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against a spread. Our team is here getting you ready to be able to fire on every single game in every single round of the NCAA tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Greg Oops Pearson, on every single key team, conference, and players to watch from the favorites to the potential Cinderella's. Sign up today to be able to get the betting guide plus full access to VEASAN through April 5th for only $19. That is at VEASAN.com slash madness as it is the VEASAN Bet Center with myself, Greg Oops Pearson. Only reason why we're able to offer that low of a price is because I sustain on pretty much 
five hour energy drinks and absolutely nothing else so i mean you don't have a big giant team of guys that you need to pay or anything like that you just need me a couple five hour energy shots enough electricity to be able to power this computer that i've got in front of me everything like that so we're able to keep things low for you guys so that way you're able to get some winning information for very cheap so i'm very proud to be part of this effort and i'm very proud of what we've all got going on right now in college basketball as well as so we've got some games that are going to be coming down to the wire going to be hitting up on some of the trends that we're seeing in college basketball as well but we've got to get to some of these games because we've got some good ones that are going down Colorado State and Boise State got about three minutes left in this one Colorado State finds themselves up by kind of 65 to 64 it's going to be probably hard for you to be able to fire in game on this one unless we're taking a money line but certainly it is one of a lot of intrigue last time these two teams wound up playing it was on Super Bowl Sunday this is actually a case in which when they wound up playing on Super Bowl Sunday, I believe it wound up going to two overtime. So you've got a very, very intriguing game that's going down here. Closing total was 134.5. I told you guys in game when this wound up getting up to 148 on the live total that I thought it was worth a look at the under. If you did wind up taking that, biggest thing that you've got to be hoping for right now is that you wind up getting no overtime. Because if you do wind up getting overtime, this has the potential to be a little bit of a calamity, much like we wound up seeing in this one. As I mean, I'm going to give you guys this update right now. You had a closing total of 147.5 in the McNeese State versus Houston Baptist team. Both teams have just hit triple digits. If you wind up taking that under, I'm sorry, but that just is not going to be able to get there. And guess who wound up taking that under? Yeah. That is, that, that's just one in which you just wind up taking it in. You wind up putting this game you put it in a time capsule you bury it and you never dig it back up that's one of those things in which it's just you sit there you laugh at it and you wind up moving on so this one looking a little bit better than that one but with that said we've got a lot of great action that's going on down there and then you've got the morad state versus murray state as well which has been one of the best games that we've been seeing all day long and right now it's one of two games involving ranked teams that we are seeing right now ucla and usc wound up getting just started so we're going to give you guys an update on that in a second but murray state currently up by kind of 63 to 60. got 316 remaining in this game if you want to playing eight with murray state you need to hope for a little bit of late game falling wound up having a closing total anywhere between 128 and 128 and a half so right now we're on a little bit of an overclip you're going to need things to really die down you're probably going to want to hope that murray state winds fitting a bucket and then from there you got both of these teams that are just deciding to not foul things like that so it's going to be very fascinating to see what we wind up getting there and for more i'd say just seven of 14 at the free fly meanwhile murray state is seven of nine at the charity stripe Murray State, not necessarily the world's greatest free throw shooting team. Murray State is not either. So it's always something that you do want to be taking note of because when it comes to these late game situations, there is nothing worse than laying like seven points in a five point game, knowing that the team that is up by five is going to be going to the free throw line and having Mr. Uncoordinated seven footer junior going to the free throw line who's shooting 40% of the line and your minus seven ticket is reliant on him shooting two free throws and being able to make them. That is like Dante's Inferno right there. Meanwhile, you've also got another game involving some ranked teams. You got UCLA and USC. Right now it's UCLA up by kind of 12 to nine. I know that there was a lot of question mark as whether or not Johnny Juzang was going to be able to play in this game. He is currently out there on the floor, so I can confirm that he is in this game. It has certainly been intriguing to take a look at this one at the start. Got a UCLA team has come out rather smoking. They're currently five and nine from the floor. Make that five and ten from the floor. Is that one? I'm missing absolutely everything. So 
and he didn't wind up being able to back that up, but you got UCLA who's been able to have Johnny Juzang get out there on the floor in this one. He's currently one of two from the field. Tell that he's probably not fully 100% in. I do think that that's something that you're able to take a look at from a live bank's perspective. If he didn't wind up jumping in on USC pregame, maybe you wind up taking a look at Johnny Juzang and you see, all right, maybe he's not necessarily fully 100%, or maybe he's actually looking better than you thought he was going to coming into the game as well. You can always have the inverse of this as well, and then you wind up firing in a little bit more from there. You're able to do that when you wind up having key guys with injury concerns wind up taking the floor. I do think that that's something that you're always able to attack when it comes to these circumstances. And you do wind up seeing it in the case of something like this as well, because Johnny Juzang was a little bit of a game time decision. He did not wind up starting the game, but he wanted coming in off the bench. When you do wind up noticing this with some of these guys as well, just being able to gauge, is this guy actually going to be coming in off the bench or not? Is something that you're able to find a little bit of value with too. So I do think that you've got a lot of different ways to be able to attack some of these games. And when it comes to this UCLA versus USC game, it is very early on, but you're probably going to be able to get USC as a little bit better than you were able to find it on the closing line. Right now, it wound up opening up with UCLA on the live betting being right around a seven and a half point favorite. I'm sure that when we wind up getting the next update, this is going to be updated as they are now up by a count of 16 to nine very early on in the first half. So certainly a lot of game left to be able to play there. He wound up just getting taped off as well with his Hawaii versus CSUN game, 13 to 13, about seven minutes gone by in that one. So we'll be keeping our eyes there. Having it on a lot of NBA, but if you've been on Operation Fade, the LA Lakers, well, so far, so good for you tonight. It is now 91 to 82. The Lakers are currently trailing. You've got about three minutes left in the third quarter. And I have no idea who thought that this Lakers roster this year was a good idea. I mean, I've said it on the network a couple times and I'll go off on it once again. Who thought that the Lakers were going to have value this year? I mean, it's just one of these cases which the Lakers had themselves a very good nucleus when they wanted being able to win the title two years ago. Lots of young guys, lots of guys that knew their role, a lot of good three-point shooters. And instead, you're going to take away from LeBron James the good three-point shooters and replace them with a literal black hole in Russell Westbrook. Great idea. Really, really great ideas. It wound up being a case in which the Lakers found themselves about a five and a half point underdog on the close total on this game. Wound up going way up. It wound up being a total that opened up more around a 224 and a half. Close anywhere between a 228 and a half and a 229. So going to be intriguing to see what you wind up getting there on the live total. Last check, it was right around about a 235, 236-ish. So right now, you are on a little bit of, of an overclip. And right now, the Warriors find themselves right around seven and a half point favorites on the live line. I can't tell you anything other than don't bet on the Lakers at this point. So, I mean, that's all I've got for you there. Also got a pair of other games. They're going down in the NBA. These are getting close to going final. Miami, they're going to be able to get the job done over the Philadelphia 76ers. It's 97 to 80. You've got about a minute left in that game. So if you want to take the under, you want to getting there. If you want to take the Phoenix Suns, you want to getting there as well. And then the other game that's going down, or actually it's not the Phoenix Suns that were in that game. It was rather the Philadelphia, it was rather the Miami Heat who are going to be able to get the job done. Other game is Portland Trailblazers and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Timberwolves currently find themselves up 123 to 118 with five minutes remaining in the fourth quarter. Needless to say, if you want to take the over in this game, you got there rather comfortably going away. And when it comes to the spread, that is very much in question right now. You want to finding the Trailblazers find themselves as about a 14 point underdog, which I find it to be very intriguing that 
the Trailblazers have just fallen from grace that much. I mean, we've seen the Trailblazers in the postseason time and time again. This is just not the same Trailblazers as in the past. As right now, the star player for the Portland Trailblazers, 38 points in this game, Anthony Simons. I mean, how strange is that? Because Damian Lillard is dealing with an injury. CJ McCollum wound up getting traded away. So, I mean, right now you've got a lot of guys out there getting minutes that you wouldn't expect. I mean, who in the world would have expected coming into the year that Drew Eubanks would be in the starting lineup for the Portland Trailblazers? He is the guy that's from the state of Oregon, by the way. Played his college basketball at Oregon State. So, I mean, that I think is just absolutely hilarious right there. You've got a lot that is going down. And you've got a lot that is going down with regards to the college basketball action as well. Right now, you've got 32 seconds remaining in Boise State versus Colorado State. Looks like Boise State is going to be getting the ball back. So that is one that is going to be a white knuckler. It's probably going to be coming down to a lot of late game felling. And then when it comes to Murray State and Moritz State, Murray State 65 to 61. They are in the lead and they are going to the free throw line with 113 remaining. And you're probably going to be getting going within the next few minutes on the San Francisco versus BYU game. Want to mention in the last segment, I like San Francisco in this spot. I set my total at a 140 and a half and we're seeing Mostly right around 143, 144 with regards to the spread. So I do take a look at this total under, and I am willing to lay it here with San Francisco. And then when it comes to this conference tournaments as well, you've got a lot of good betting opportunities. I know that we have a few conference tournament games that are going to be finalized when we wind up coming back from break. So we're going to be hitting upon those on the other side, taking a look at some of the implications if you want to firing in on some futures as well, because that is a very juicy market this time of year. And we're going to be hitting upon that next right here on the VEASAN Bet Center, right here on the Sports Bank Network, VEASAN. This is Bet Center on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Game on, play the Yingling bracket battle and bring the goods. Make your college hoops picks before the tournament's first tip off and take a shot at a share of $60,000 in cash prizes. Head over to DraftKings.com slash Yingling to join in on the action now. Yingling, log her up and bring the goods. Current terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. As it is a VEASAN bet center with myself, Greg Hoops Pearson. We've got ourselves a court storming as Colorado State. They get the job done by kind of 71 to 68. They were able to pull this one off. Dave Arati had himself a relatively solid performance. So if you wound up taking between three and a half and four on the early AM with Boise State, you were able to get there. If you wound up playing the three overnight with Colorado State, you were able to get a push. It's something that I always reiterate. You are not betting teams. You are betting numbers. You always want to be shopping around for the best of it and that is case in point right here because he wound up having an opener of three, closes four, lands, you guess it, on three. So that is something that I always do feel is very important. You've obviously got a lot of intrigue here. How about 67 to 64 with 14 and a half seconds remaining and a trip to the free throw line for Murray State. Murray State in the lead. Now for them to be able to cover eight, you're going to need to get some very, very good luck here. But one thing that we do know is that when it comes to these conference tournaments, these teams are going to do everything humanly possible in order to get that at-large bid to the NCAA tournament. So 
it is a case in which you do have a situation where Warren State could wind up following multiple times if they just wind up keeping on missing shots. And Murray State was, it looks like, not good on the first one. So you've got one free throw remaining. So this is one in which it's going to be coming down to the nitty-gritty. We're going to be hitting upon some Sunbelt odds a little bit later on with regards to their bracket. We wound up seeing some intriguing action as we've got a game that's still going on out there. And looks like Appalachia State is probably going to be able to get the job done in this one. 58 to 43. They're up big with about six minutes remaining. Closing total of anywhere between 126 half and 127 is going to be intriguing to take a look at moving forward as Morehead State, they wind up now being down by four as Murray State does hit that second free throw. 14 and a half seconds remaining. So how about if we do wind up taking a look at those odds to be able to win the Sunbelt Conference Tournament? Now, when it comes to these conference tournaments, I know that a lot of you guys, you ask me, you guys ask a lot of different folks what you wind up taking a look at with regards to the futures board. And this is something I encourage you guys to do if you're looking to dive into some conference tournament futures. Rather than taking some of these futures pre-flop, rather than tethering yourself to a team or two like that, wind up doing a little bit of a rollover. What this is, is let's say that you think that Louisiana, for instance, is going to be able to win the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. You wind up taking them on the money line in their first game. So if you wind up betting on Louisiana, you would have taken them a couple days ago. You would have fired in on them once again today. You wind up just putting the one unit that you would allocate for a future on the money line, and you just keep rolling it over and rolling it over because typically you're, for one, able to get a little bit of better payout. And for two, if you think that Louisiana matches up with every team well except for, we'll throw out there, Georgia State, for instance, and let's say that in the final they wind up going up against Georgia State, you then wind up having yourself a little bit of production. You wind up making yourself a little bit of coin. You're able to walk away from the table with your winnings. Meanwhile, if you wind up firing in on a future, well, it's one of those cases in which you're sort of stuck with it. You have to either hedge out with it or you have to eat the loss, even though they want to winning a couple games. You still don't wind up making any money out of it. So that's a big giant calamity. So I do think that that's a good way of being able to go about it. And it's a good way to be able to protect yourself from injury as well. Something that you can protect yourself from is contestant three is going down for more at state. Apparently there's late night banking hours out there in Evansville, Indiana. It is now 68 to 67 with 7.9 seconds remaining. How that shot wound up going down. I have absolutely no idea, but it is tremendous right now. Morehead State needs this win in order to get into the NCAA tournament. Meanwhile, you've got yourself a Murray State team that they're going to be in regardless. Things are getting a little bit bonkers out there in the great state of Indiana's. You've got yourself a one-point game, so we're going to be taking note of that. You wind up having this game right now going down to the wire as well. UNC Greensboro is down by 22 points at the half to Samford. Not Stanford, but Sam Iamford. They've actually been able to claw their way back into it. It's now a three-point game, 67 to 64. You've got yourself about 10 minutes remaining or 10 seconds remaining in this one. So this is something that you want to be taking note of. And if you just want something from the world of the weird in general, you wind up having this go down in the Southland, and it is still going down. 30 seconds remaining in double overtime. McNeese State is up on Houston Baptist by a count of 113 to 112 in a game in which defenses went to die. If you're wondering what the box score of a 113 to 112 college basketball game looks like, well, right now you've got 
Houston Baptist hanging in there thanks to the free throw line. 35 of 42 at the charity stripe. You've had three guys already for Houston Baptist. Wind up falling out of this game for Big D State. They've had three of their guys fall out as well. Two of them are starters, including a guy by the name of Brendan Medley Bacon, which Brendan Medley Bacon, for one, is one of the best names we have ever seen in the history of college basketball. If we're looking at sort of a bracket of names, Brendan Medley Bacon, a clear one seed. And clearly a guy that you'd want to be betting on going far into your bracket of names with regards to college basketball. But with that said, you know, you saw a very interesting circumstance out there, which McNeese state is right now losing the rebound battle by a count of 43 to 36, but currently up in this game by one point, it's just been a big giant calamity out there. But when it comes to this Morehead state versus Murray state game, going back to what we've got here, You've got Murray State currently adding to the free throw line. They're going to get two free throws in this one. First one for Murray State. That is up, and that is good. So, Murray State is going to need to get some sort of a bucket in order to either prolong this game or perhaps be able to win it outright if Murray State winds up missing the second free throw. So, you've got a lot that is riding on that. You've also got the USC versus UCLA game getting going. About seven minutes and change remaining in the first half. It is currently UCLA up by count of 25 to 19. It was a case of which a lot of people did not know coming into the day if Johnny Juzang was going to be able to go or not. He has been able to go, and thus far, it's been a relatively solid go of it for him. We're going to get to another Pac-12 game in a second, in which is seeing a big, giant blow up. But for Johnny Juzang thus far, he actually came off the bench in this one. Two points hasn't necessarily looked like his full self. It's a USC team that has had Isaiah Mobley give you seven points, four boards thus far. So we're going to be keeping our eyes on this. We've also got a second half line now for another game that is going out there in the Pac-12. This would be the game between Colorado and Utah. And boy, oh boy, Utah is getting just completely and utterly smashed. 50 to 29 at the half. If you're looking to take a shot here on Utah and looking for a little bit of positive regression with them, they're laying five and a half points for the second half. And what that means is currently Utah is down by 21 points. You're betting on the second half and the second half only. So if you wind up laying five and a half on the second half line with Utah, you need them to essentially now lose by 15 points. Their fear total on this second half is 73 and a half. You wind up having in the first half 79 points. So you're looking pretty much at a full game total of 152 and a half. If you do wind up firing on that, certainly has been a little bit of a calamity out there. And then we've got another game that's coming down to the wire. This is out there in the SEC. Mississippi State and Texas A&M are doing battle. A&M wound up closing as a two-point favorite total on this game, 134 and a half. And if you wind up taking the total under, you are certainly hoping that there's going to be no overtime in this one because right now it is 63 to 60, about 30 seconds remaining. It is a case in which you're probably going to have a lot of late game following in this one. So we're going to be keeping our eyes on this. You've got Texas A&M who's been able to now bang through a pair of free throws. Henry Coleman was able to go to the line. He was able to step up, hit two. So now you're at 65 to 60 here with about 25 seconds remaining. Been a Mississippi State team that... They were looking very, very solid about a month or so ago to be able to make the NCAA tournament. They made like your buddy at the bar, and they have been unable to close in so many games, and it looks like that might be the case for them once again. It's Mississippi State. One of four from three-point range today. You don't find that very often, so that is certainly something that is very intriguing. Meanwhile, this Morehead State versus Murray State game, you've got now 2.9 seconds remaining. You've got Morehead State who is heading to the free-throw line with Taylor and Cooper having himself a pair. So, 
boy oh boy this is one that is going to be coming down to the nitty-gritty and that's what you just love about these conference tournament games in general i do think that you do wind up finding yourself with some interesting opportunities when you wind up being able to get in game i did think that what was worth a look perhaps for the second half was more i'd say catching four and a half points if you like me wound up taking just the eight ish with more i'd say depending on where you were shopping free game probably didn't want to wind up doubling down i do think that that's something that you want to be always cognitive of as well you don't want to be necessarily just be in a situation where it's like okay i want to have a whole bunch of action on this on this one game and at the same time you certainly want to be able to maximize your profit as well as Morris State misses both free throws. So now with 2.8 seconds remaining, Morris State, they're going to need to follow. They're going to need some missed free throws in order to be able to have a shot. Looks like it's going to be very intriguing to see what you're going to be able to get in general as it looks like they called a lane violation. There is a lot of anguish with regards to Morris State. We are going to be sorting that out during the break to be able to try to comprehend what wound up happening there. And we're going to be trying to comprehend what's winding up happening with regards to college basketball in general right now. That is up next right here on the VEASAN Bet Center, right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back. This segment of VEASAN's Bet Center is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Have you been looking for the right opportunity to switch up your nicotine? Now there's a 10-day challenge to give you a fresh start, help you walk away from ashtrays, spit cups, and vapes. The thing is called Zen 10 Challenge. 
Zin nicotine pouches are satisfying, smoke-free, and spit-free nicotine alternative. And they come in 10 varieties and two strengths. The Zin 10 Challenge is a risk-free way to try nicotine pouches. If you don't enjoy your experience with Zin after 10 days, you'll be able to get your money back. Head over to Zin.com slash 10 to take the Zin 10 Challenge. That is Z-Y-N.com slash 10. And that is 10 spelled out, not the number 10, T-E-N. Warning, this is a product that contains nicotine and nicotine. It is an addictive chemical. As we are back here on the VEASAN Bet Center with myself, Greg Gibbs Peterson. For anyone that wanted taking four and a half points with Morad State in the second half, you barely got there. Missed free throw by Morad State or by Murray State late in the game, 71 to 67, the final. So Morad State, they are able to get the cover. If you wanted taking this total over, you were able to get there as well. So that puts a nice little bow on there. And we're going to be diving into the Sun Belt here a little bit more in a second. As right now, the last game on the Sun Belt tournament is wrapping up. We got Appalachian State up on Georgia Southern by kind of 65 to 55. This is a case in which when it comes to these totals, you do wind up seeing a lot of unders with regards to this time of year in college basketball. But with that said, you've got to be hoping that if you wind up taking this total under because close right around 127 in a lot of spots, that you're not going to have Georgia Southern be able to follow. It's out 67 to 55, by the way, but you got Appalachian State currently in the lead in that, and it's a dangerous game that you wind up playing. When it comes to neutral court environments in college basketball, you've got unfamiliar territory for a lot of these guys. You wind up seeing some cold shooting as a result, but when you wind up getting teams that their season's on the line, when they're down like 12 points with 40 seconds left to go, typically instead of saying, you know what, we're going to call it a night. We're going to just throw this thing in the tanker. We'll try to get them the next day. Well, there is no next day for a lot of these guys. For a lot of these guys, it is the last time that they are ever going to suit up for these colleges. And as a result, they're acting away like Thumberjacks. Just hoping, praying that they're able to catch lightning in a bottle, hit a couple threes late, and be able to make things very fascinating. So you've got that as these are the odds coming into what we wanted seeing today with regards to being able to win the Sun Belt. Little Rock was a big long shot at 80 to 1. And well, Little Rock, they wound up getting toasted. Georgia Southern, unless we wind up seeing one of the greatest comebacks in the history of a conference tournament because they're down 12 points with a buck 25 remaining, they're going to get toasted as well. You wind up having Louisiana be the really big underdog that wound up being able to cash in this one. They were at 10 to 1. And I do think that there's value here with Louisiana. I want to mention it a little bit earlier on. I don't necessarily recommend taking a lot of these futures themselves, but rather doing like a money line rollover. You wind up putting one unit on the money line and you keep on rolling it over. Like with Louisiana, you wind up seeing them close in a lot of spots at right around a plus 160-ish on the money line. So if you wind up putting your one unit on Louisiana and you wind up getting them plus 160 on the money line, you're right now finding yourself with 2.6 units to play with Louisiana. They're going to be doing battle on Sunday and they're going to be facing off against, I believe it is Troy. And as a result, they're probably going to be finding themselves in a relative pick em game. If you want to take them on the money line, once again, let's say that it's even money. We're just going to make it very easy. You're now up to right around 5.4 units going into the final. That is going to be against either Georgia state or, or whoever winds up winning this game between Appalachian State and Georgia Southern. And that is probably going to be a game which, regardless of who they wind up playing, they're going to be at minimum a pick em. And against Georgia State, I can tell you right now, Louisiana would be an underdog. If they wind up being able to pull it off, you for one, 
now been able to maximize your value. You're getting much better than 10 to 1, like you would have gotten on a normal futures ticket for two. You're actually able to shop around on these money lines as well. So you're able to maximize a little bit more there. Maybe instead of uh, plus 160, maybe we get a plus 170, a plus 175. So that winds up helping you out as well. And you wind up giving yourself protection. You've got two very good players down low for Louisiana. That would be Theo Akwuba coupled with Jordan Brown. Akwuba has actually dealt with some ailments. If he winds up rolling an ankle and he can't wind up going in the next game or something like that, heaven forbid that wind up happening. But if that does wind up happening, you now have yourself protection. Rather than being stuck with a bad future ticket, you're able to say, you know what? I made my money on Louisiana. Now that gentleman X has wound up rolling his ankle. Maybe after the game, they wind up because they're out there in Pensacola, Florida, going out to the lo local, I guess you could call it, you can go to a local amusement park. They go on the roller coaster. Some guy winds up breaking every bone in his body. Yes, that is from dodgeball. You can then be like, you know what? Because person X wanted breaking every bone in his body. I no longer want any part of this team. You can walk away with your winnings as well. So I do think that that is a better way of being able to take a look at some of these futures rather than just firing it on a 10 to one. I mean, with Texas State at plus 160, there was just absolutely no value there whatsoever. You needed them to win three games if you would have just taken them on the money line because, I mean, even they, in their game against Louisiana today, they were fighting themselves minus 200. You would have gotten a much better payout if you would have just wound up rolling it over three times on the money line on them rather than just firing it on that future. So I do think that that's a good way of being able to take a look at things so that was, was one thing that I found a little bit befuddling. And I mean, this is a Sunbelt conference that, I mean, it's just wide in that open. You wound up seeing Little Rock be able to get a win in their first round game. I do think that you're going to see a little bit more madness when it comes down to it. I just mentioned it with regards to the subtle. It has now reached 127. You've got Apple, I just see it up by kind of 69 to 58 with 47 seconds remaining. And Georgia Southern's hacking. Georgia Southern is hacking down 11 points with 45 seconds left to go. So. I mean, that is one of those things I do think that you need to take into account when it comes to being able to handicap some of these college basketball games in these especially mid-major conferences. But when it comes to one of these mid-major conferences in the Sun Belt, you did wind up seeing Troy get the job done, but with no cover against Little Rock by kind of 69 to 62. And you're going to find this with the Sun Belt this year. Not very efficient offenses. You take a look at the teams that were all in action today. Louisiana on a per-game basis. They are committing about 16 turnovers per contest. Texas State was really your best team with right around 13 turnovers per contest. And they're a team that, well, they're a bunch that they rank with regards to possessions brain outside of the top 300. So they're one of the slowest teams out there in all of college basketball. Georgia State, they're a team that they commit right around 12 turnovers per contest. So they're a team that is probably the most efficient out there in all of college basketball with regards to the Sun Belt. You've got a Troy team that they commit right around 15 turnovers per contest. Little Rock was committing right around 14. Appalachia State, they do a good job of being able to hold on to the ball. 10 turnovers per contest, but they shoot right around 32% from three-point range. They're a team that they have a tough time of being able to put the ball in the basket. You've got one guy on this team that gives you more than six rebounds per game. So they've got their issues there. Georgia Southern was committing right around 15 turnovers per contest as well. So you've got a lot that is going on with regards to Sunbelt. But with regards to Sunbelt, I do actually think that you might be able to find yourself a little bit of value here on Louisiana against Troy. I do think that they have a good job to be able to get the job done. You're going to find on my Twitter feed at Jaren Scorty one. I always post up the spreadsheet with all my handicaps. And right now we're not finding any numbers with regards to this game, but I did want to say Louisiana is a two and a half point favorite because I just mentioned it. You got a pair of guys, Jordan Brown, Theo Wuba. They give you a combined 16 and a half rebounds game. Jordan Brown is actually a former McDonald's all American and a top 50 recruit. Didn't wind up getting any playing time in Nevada. 
Nevada as a result. Wanted going to Arizona, where average right around nine and a half points, five boards per game while he was over there. And he's been able to do a very good job shooting over 40% from three point range as a little bit of a six foot eight joker player. We've got a Louisiana team that may have been dealing with a few injuries themselves. I know that. Someone like Kobe Julian has been dealing with injuries. Duguay has been doing so as well. But, I mean, it certainly is a case of which I do think that you've got a little bit of value here with Louisiana against a Detroit team that they really don't have a good backcourt whatsoever. And then we do mind seeing Georgia State be able to survive in advance against Arkansas State by kind of 65 to 62. Selfishly, I was hoping that we would be able to get a little bit of North Shad or Mir because he's a guy that has been absolutely amazing over there at Arkansas State. The guy that I wanted to putting up in this game, 21.17 rebounds over Georgia State. The big takeaway for me is that this is still a team that they're just not the vintage Georgia State team that we've seen in the past. They are making the Sunbelt semifinal, but this is a team that in past years, typically they're shooting 38 to 39% from three. They entered in this game shooting 32% from distance, just four of 21 from distance in this one. Now, to the credit of Georgia State, they've been able to play a little bit of better defense this year, and they're not quite as terrible on the glass. This is a Georgia State team that when they wanted to make in the NCAA tournament back when they wanted to play in Houston in 2019, they were like the worst rebound rate team in the entire NCAA tournament, but a team that could really bomb it from three-point range. You've got Alil Ensome, who's been able to give you a, about a double-double, right around nine points, 10 boards per game. You wound up having 10 points and 12 boards per game. So, I mean, it's a little bit of a different look, Sunbelt. Whoever winds up being able to pull it out in this conference tournament, I don't think that they're going to be able to make a lot of noise when it comes to the NCAA tournament, but it's going to be very intriguing to see what we wind up getting out of them. It's going to be very intriguing to see what we wind up getting a lot in a lot of these West Coast Hoops games as we have had a couple that have just tipped off. Going to give you guys updates on those. And then in about 30 or so minutes, Dwayne Colucci of the Rampart is going to be joining the VEASAN Bet Center. So we've got a lot to look forward to in our number three of the VEASAN Bet Center next right here on the Sports Betting Network, VEASAN. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals each week i'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever i'm talking marcus dixon olympic gymnastics kane velasquez salacious super bowl level scandals Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.